Okay. Ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Okay, well, here we are. Another, yet another episode. Oh, my God. You know, we are. I think we are either currently or about to hit a one-year mark. 52 episodes, baby! Has it been a year? Well, I think we launched this in October, late October of last year, and as of the dropping of this episode, as the kids say, it is late October, one year later. Dude, that is... And I believe that's how time works. Dude, that is blowing my mind. Like, I feel like, literally, I feel like we've done 10 episodes. <laughs> it does feel like we kind of still just started a few months ago. It, it feels like we just started doing this. It's so weird. I, dude, I don't know when anything well, happens anymore. I don't know how long ago something happened. Like, it could be two years, it could be five years, it could be ten years. It's all the same. I feel that way about kids. I feel like I could look at a kid in a certain age range, and you could tell me that kid was four years old, and be like, oh, okay. And then you could be like, no, I'm kidding, dude. The kid's nine. And I'd be like, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know how old people are. I don't know... I don't know, like, my wife's concerned that my kid is behind on reading, which she's not, by the way. <laughs> my wife just compares our kid to, like, genius kids for some reason. But I don't even know when kids should be, be re- you know what I mean? Like, I don't know when to do things. I don't know when I should go to the doctor. I don't know when I'm supposed to get the checkup. There are many, many normal things about human existence that I don't know because they don't interest me. And it's not, I think you're the same. Oh, yeah. For sure. I know a lot about Tales from the Crypt. Um, I know a lot about Stephen King novels, and I think those are the, just the those are the only two things I know things about. Dude, I don't know anything about anything. I was just hanging out with a guy who knows everything about everything. Like he retains information, and I don't retain any information, and I like it that way. Now, people that have conversations yeah. with me do not because they're like, you know, you just told me this story two days ago. And I'm like, well, I'm telling it to you again, but even better with more new facts, bitch. With, with more, with more uh, churching it up, with more sort yeah. of untrue things that make the story better. Yeah, more colorful facts that have now crept into the story to make it better. So listen. I love a good colorful fact. <laughs> yeah. We should have called this whole podcast Colorful Facts with Bob and Clint. We still could, I guess. Well, we're yeah, we're a year in. We could just completely change gears and rebrand. <laughs> I could Bob Ross. Style. I could recall my. I could call myself something besides Bob. What would it be? King Poncho. <laughs> <laughs> you have called yourself King Poncho. Dude, I was before. gonna. Re- I was gonna legally change my name to King Poncho. <laughs> legally, legally. So it'd be on my driver's <laughs> license. That would be my first and last name, King Poncho. I didn't do it, and I'm mad at myself for not doing it. 
Well, it's still a possibility for you. It's too late. The window is not closed. It's not too late. You can still be King Poncho. I don't have any tattoos either. But if I would have called myself King Poncho back in the early 90s when I wanted to do it, I'd be covered from head to motherfucking neck in tattoos. I was looking at Post Malone. I've been listening to a lot of Post Malone. This motherfucker's got all these crazy tattoos on his face. I, you know, everyone do whatever you want. Everyone, it's clear that I believe in personal freedom and all that. But I just don't get that. The face tattoo. I do. It's called alcohol. Here's, here's, called- here's, here's who has no face tattoos. Uh, Penn Gillette. You know why? Never had a drop of drink in his life. <laughs> Penn Gillette. Yeah. Penn Gillette has no face tattoos. Why? Never drank. Never got drunk. Never had a sip of alcohol. Well, his drug, his drug, his drug was food, you know. And now his drug is weight loss. It was food, but mostly it was ladies. Guaranteed. It was what? Ladies, dude. I'm, I guarantee that guy's gone through a thousand ladies. Oh, really? Oh, for sure. Pinjella the sex addict? For sure. Everybody, everybody who's like 1,000% like that has some addiction. Like Jay Leno doesn't go through, doesn't, you know, he's been married for like 50 years or whatever and probably has never had an affair, but he's got 10,000 cars in his garage. Right, right, Like right, you're right. going to do something. If you're that kind of person, you're going to do something. It's going to be something. Jay Leno is such a fascinating character, man. Such an interesting, weird guy. Never did drugs, never really... He's also a workaholic. Never oh, yeah. takes a day off. He lives off of his stand-up. He's afraid, still afraid he's going to be poor. Uh, you know, <clears throat> when he was a young, working stand-up, he was considered by people like Bill Hicks as one of the greatest comedians of all time, and then he got The Tonight Show and just became almost universally hated in the comedy world for his for 20 years. Well, because you you don't ever see you don't ever see his good stuff on the Tonight Show. Now, I did the Tonight Show once back in like 2000. And he can and he's super nice. He comes backstage and talks to you. And when I was talking to him, one of the funniest guys I've ever met. He was making everybody laugh. He was making me laugh. He's so funny. But when you have to come up with 10 minutes of stand-up five nights a week, you're not going to be able to come up with good material. It takes, it's like trying to write, it's like trying to write three new songs every five nights a week and expect them all to be good. You can write 15 songs and maybe one of them will be good, but not all 15. And so for 20 years, people just, heard him do this like mediocre stand-up routine and uh that's what they think he is but i according to all all the comedians he's one of the best of all time i know but what you know what's so interesting to me i'm not i'm not doubting that you had that experience with him or that he was as good as people i mean bill hicks is one of my heroes so for bill hicks to say that i know it must have been no joke but why haven't why has he never put out a special that's just like why doesn't he have a a, a delirious or a raw or a George Carl, you know, why doesn't he have anything that you can point to of his super dope, edgy standup? He's never wanted to burn. He's never wanted to burn that material. I've heard him talk about it in interviews. Because as soon as you put, as soon as you put out a special, you can't ever use that material again. He never wanted to burn his material. Oh, he's one of these dudes that's like still using bits from like twenty years ago. Seinfeld's like that. He says he's got a he's got material in his current 
bit in his current hour or whatever that dates back to some of the first jokes he ever wrote. Right, because he didn't use them on any of his specials. Whereas Carlin and Louis C.K. completely burn the whole set down and start to create a new hour every year. Right. Which is just so incredible. The the most fascinating Jay Leno interview I've heard yet is the Mark Maron uh, WTF, which I don't like Mark Maron. I can't stand him. But he gets the best guests in the world. And he he does open Jay up, man, in a way that I hadn't really heard before. They talk about Bill Hicks, because Bill Hicks famously turned on Jay. They talk about Howard Stern, and they talk about Jay being sort of the butt of jokes in the comedy world. And he seems like a pretty cool dude, pretty level-headed. And I have no doubt that backstage he was fucking hilarious. He's funny on the Comedians in Cars Getting uh, Coffee episode. I just saw him on Lights Out with David Spade, and it was rough. How's that show? Uh, It's pretty good. It takes a minute to kind of get used to it. But David Spade is one of the funniest guys of all time. And his best guest so far has been Jim Jeffries. It was Jim Jeffries and Bill Burr. And Bill Burr was fine. But Jim Jeffries, man, god damn, that motherfucker's good. I don't know much about him. Uh, He's so funny, dude. Is he a British cat? He's Australian. Australian. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But... They're talking about current events uh, on that show, basically, and Jim Jeffries has his own current event show. So who knows how much of that stuff he already had loaded up in his little, you know, comedy gun. But man, he was coming up with some amazing <laughs> shit. His little comedy gun. That's funny. Shall we read an email? Yeah. I feel like we should have done something special for a year of the of the podcast, but we didn't. We didn't do anything. You know what is special? We do have like over 100 positive reviews now. And despite really any social media presence, um, the podcast is definitely growing by word of mouth, which is really cool. And we get a bunch, a shitload of emails every week. So I guess something right is happening over out there. I did, I did the old analog thing where I printed up some postcards and I have them at my uh, merch booth now. And it's a picture of me like in a wolf costume. And on the back, it's got our podcast on it. So maybe people are, you know old school style coming to our podcast through postcards holy shit (laughs) maybe we can put a message in a bottle and throw it out to sea also uh, and see what happens i did that a while back too but i haven't heard anything i did get a i did get a call from sting from gordo gordon gordon called you gordon hamshmere what's his last name (laughs) (laughs) i think it's ham it's sumner gordon sumner how fucked up is Gordon Sumner, dude? That dude just... That's the nerdiest, Britishest name in the world, and he just called himself Sting, and then got a spiky haircut, and then people are like, he's not a nerd, he's cool. But his name is Gordon, Gordon Sumner! And he it's plays a loot! It's even worse than that. His full name is Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. I like the, I like the longer. I like the longer name, actually. He should just go by that totally. I mean, not everybody could could land on King Poncho, bro. I'm still holding out for you to legally change your name to King Poncho. I do not believe it's too it's late. It's too late. And nor do I believe it's too late for you to get face tattoos. It's too late. Did Nick Carter get a full Rihanna face tattoo? Oh, what? I think he did, dude. I don't know. I'm Googling now. Here's my flow chart for anyone interested. Nick Carter. Ta- <gasps> Wait, no. Is this real? I don't know if it's real. I saw it. I, I saw it. Aaron Car- oh, it's Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. I saw that on Aaron- Lights Out with David Spade. They showed that picture. 
of, of him. Aaron Carter reveals new neck tattoo after moving to Canada Castle. Is it a Rihanna tattoo? Uh, this is what this podcast has become, by the way. Us speculating on Aaron Carter's weird face. Oh, it's horrible. No, it is. It's true. It, he definitely has it. And I think that is Rihanna. Oh, my God. It's a Medusa. It's a chick with snakes in her hair. Yeah. But, Holy but shit. I think, this I dude think, is fucking insane. I think that's Rihanna. Yeah, that's... Well, that's... Again, again, we're we're talking drugs. We're that's that's not that's not a sober person getting that tattoo. You know what I mean? That dude's on meth or, or drinking or he's he's that dude's not he's not enjoying a green tea and then going down and getting that tattoo on his face. You know what I mean? He's fucked up when he's getting no, that tattoo. Right. He's not doing an hour of, of silent meditation in the hotel room. And then getting a you know a pumpkin spice latte and then having a fucking yeah. smoothie. He's not doing a podcast called "I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay." He's doing a podcast called "I'm Not Okay, I'm Not Okay, I'm Not Okay, I'm Not Okay." Yeah, his podcast is literally called "I'm Not Okay," and if you didn't know that already, please let me refer you now to the fucking horrible tattoo on my neck and face. You can find it on Apple <laughs> Podcasts and on Spotify also. Holy shit. Wow. Well, there you go. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for him. I really don't. I, part of me kind of feels like, well, fuck him, which isn't a very generous posture, but I don't care about him. Dude, all I know is all men are my enemy. So that guy wants to get a face. That's a good looking dude. He wants to get a face tattoo. He wants to ruin that beautiful face with a Rihanna tat, Medusa I'm, tattoo. Dude. I don't give... I'll give you a ride. I don't give any shits. Fuck <laughs> that guy. And fuck everybody. Really? All men are my enemy. Period. 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 Story over. <laughs> Dude, this is what I learned in group therapy. I took group therapy for... I went to group therapy for seven years. And this is what I learned. Dudes want to impregnate all women and all men are my enemy. That's what I learned. So now anything I do anything oh, I do God. that's not murder and rape is me being the best I can be. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's what you say in group therapy where it's safe. Not on a podcast that's gonna go out into the world and now people are like Bob says it's okay to murder and rape. I'm guarantee you somebody's going to hear it and go, I think he said it was that like, like men should rape and murder. And that he, that's what he wants to do. By the way, that's not what I said. That's the way we're programmed. That would be something you would say in group therapy and the group therapy leader would follow up with, that's really interesting. I can really tell that you're processing a lot, a lot of stuff, Bob. That's you're doing good work over there. Let's let's make make sure you keep moving forward through that. Let's not camp out there. No, because, dude. Uh, here's what would insane. here's what would here's um, what would happen. That group would light up like I just took a can of gasoline to a campfire. Like people, the women would go nuts, the guys would go nuts, and then we'd be having group. Before that, everybody's like, "How was your week? How was your day?" And then I would be going. I want to put a baby in you, and I'm going to kill everybody in this room. Fire. We got some emotions now. Why? 
Because King Poncho's in the motherfucking room, bitch. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Poncho. Um, where did Mr. Schneider go? <laughs> by the way, I don't know, but that motherfucker's gone. By the way, so the so part of the rules of group therapy is you can't you can't talk to anybody in group outside of group. So and dude, I'm like the German in me. Like I love rules. Like rules make me feel really safe. So, dude, we would, like, as we're walking out of the room, I'd, be, I'd tell everybody in the room, hey, I'll see you guys next week. And then as soon as we walked out of the room, I wouldn't look or I wouldn't look at anybody or say a word to anybody in the group. And I'd see people in the group talking in the parking lot, just saying goodbye to each other and be like, you're breaking the rules, motherfucker. <laughs> dude, That's so weird. Know. No, but it made it, it made it, that's so necessary because you end up, you end up projecting your relationships on other people in the, in the, in the group. And you need to, you just need to not blur that line. Like it needs to be a safe place so that you can explore your relationships in a safe environment. And if you bleed that into the real world, things can get real messy and fucked up. So it's, it's really necessary. By the way, I did individual therapy for 15 years and you get more in you get more in six months of group therapy than than I did in, in fifteen years of individual therapy. It's such a good growing tool, um, and I can't recommend it highly enough to anybody. Well, I'm not sure every man is my enemy, and I want to impregnate every woman in the world is a great advertisement for fifteen years of therapy. But <clears throat> it is an interesting takeaway, I admit. We can we can explore it, and I can explain it to you very quickly, which is the fact that all men are redundant. You only need one man to have all the babies in the world. You need all the women because they carry the babies. <clears throat> but basically, every man after the first one is unnecessary. You only need one. They got plenty of sperm to impregnate everybody in the world. So if you're not... If, you, if there's more than one man, now they're competing with you for that one spot, for that one baby spot. And if you don't get it, you're done. You're off the earth forever. Now, that's real. And that's your brain knows that. So when I say all men are my enemy, that's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> We're, our, our primary programming is to survive as a species. And so you can pretend that that doesn't exist or you can accept that as a fact and then know, Oh yeah, this exists. So now I'm aware of it. So that's why all this stuff gets kicked up inside of me. Now I don't have to act on any of it. Like just cause I know all men are my competition to survive on this planet. Doesn't mean that I have to dislike or hurt or, anything but when my brain starts doing this thing where i'm like i see somebody like let's say i see a singer like ryan adams who's very successful my brain immediately goes to i have to kill him because he's competing for my survival and i'll say something like oh yeah that guy's not as good of a songwriter as me but me saying he's not as good of a songwriter as me is me trying to kill him off to the people i'm talking to because my brain knows that he's competing with me. 
So right, you put him down. You tr- you're putting him down because he threatens you. Yes, you're just describing ne- you're describing neurosis, and you're you're basically saying that your lizard brain is the only true brain, and that that's the correct truth of it all, and that what you you're not participating in it because you would go to jail. But that sounds like might be the only reason you're not participating in it because it's illegal to treat the world to kill all men and impregnate all women. Against their will. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's there. That's part of my programming. Part of my programming is my lizard brain. Part of my programming sure. wants to imp- just part wants to impregnate all women that I see, so that I it will ensure that my genes get carried forth into the next generation. Now, does that mean that I have to act on it? Absolutely not. But it explains why I think about sex all the time. It explains why. When I, when I see an attractive person, it turns on a part of me. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm a monster. I just go, oh, that's part of my programming. Now, what do I want to do with that? Oh, well, I want to remind myself that, you know, I, I like the golden rule and I like society and I like being respected and I want to respect other people. And, and then you carry yourself forward with that information because you have all this other part of your brain this intellect which allows you to make different decisions than just kill and rape right because you're smart enough to realize that not all men are your enemies in reality you may be programmed that way from a bygone age of sexual selection and survival that doesn't exist anymore it exists it exists right now now again that doesn't define who i am but it is part of who i am and that's the part that's weird in our society now where people can't accept what is they're like no that's not what is this is what is no it's both and that's the thing like you can be good and you can be bad and you are good and bad and you're all of it and then it's just how do you act because you're all of it now who are you because you are what your actions are not what your thoughts are but what your actions are well, there's just too much to untangle here. Uh, we, we agree with more than we disagree, probably, about all this. Most of my neurosis about other men being my competition and my enemy and my need to be desirable to women and spread my seed so that my genetic information lives on and my primal lizard, most of that, for me, is just an excuse for neurosis. And what really the truth is is that I am severely damaged emotionally and psychologically, <clears throat> and use a lot of that kind of weird half science to justify um, a lot of a lot of uh, misfiring neurons in the brain area. That's that's what I'll just put out into the world there to one Mister K Poncho. <laughs> I thought you were talking about her email K. Uh, oh, was that from the? That may have been from last episode. I don't right? know. From a week ago. See, that's the thing, dude. I can't remember anything, but I remember Kay Sanders, which I believe was one of our <laughs> one of our emailers. You, you logged like a really strange piece of information. <laughs> no, that's the that. thing. Like I'll log like some weird like thing, but then I can't remember anything else. Uh, should we move on to another email? Yeah. Let's see here. Now we have several backed up from the old EOB. Is it time to dip into one of these? Let's do it with a segment called Letters from the EOB. 
He says on episodes 45 and 46, he says, so funny, man. I feel exactly the same way. Um, I'm not really... Here's what he. Here's what my advice to EOB in the future is. Remind us what we're, we were talking about that you're responding to, because I can't remember. He says, "So funny. I feel exactly the same way. Pinballs, fucking pinballs, bouncing, pinging, ricocheting through the vast, vacuous wasteland that once was the dense, highly charged cradle of my mind. There was a time when I could just roll and roll and roll, riffing, amusing, randomly free associating along the way. I think you're doing it now." Flying completely without radar or flight plan, and damn if that shit wouldn't land nearly every single time. Shiny, bright, ready for takeoff again. But holy shit, there's a whole hell of a lot of wind and turbulence up there now, where I now dare even take the fuck off. Better if I just sit down, strap myself in, stretch a few words onto the slate, and see if I can get the rest of my thoughts and words to line up and string together into something even moderately intelligible, much less intelligent. I call it 53. What does 63 looker sound like? And he wrote, zippity dip dap, that's what. Uh, he says, Bob just checked out your Insta art. Dude, wow, you are an enormous, enormously talented, multifaceted MFer. What's next? The Sistine Chapel on your studio ceiling? Loved the time lapse sessions. Holy shit, there's a lot of work and focus. Keep it coming. I love it. Much peace and gratitude. The EOB. Ooh, dude, I like that Sistine Chapel idea. How cool would that be? That's actually that's actually not a bad idea. I haven't seen the work you've been doing, so I don't I don't I'm not really sure what he's talking about, like time lapse videos and stuff. Yeah, if you go on my Instagram, Bob Schneider Music, which there's no music on there, by the way. It's just <laughs> Bob underscore Schneider underscore music. No music, just art. If you go under there, there's some time lapse videos of me painting some oil paintings, which I mentioned on this podcast like three or four months ago when you asked me, hey, what are, you, what are you doing? And I'm like, I've been doing some oil painting. And no response. I just said it, and then that was it. We never talked about it again. Oh, I remember the episode. One of our worst episodes ever. Jeff Keller, let's see if we already read this. He says, if you're not doing anything on September 29th, which has already happened, which gives our listeners an idea of how backlogged we've been, he says, you should fly down to La Paz, Todos Santos to be specific, and celebrate with my wife and I at our wedding. It's just the two of us. I obviously don't expect you to attend, but as Lorena just missed the area, it would be cool. P.S. While I'm asking way too much already, Clint, you should come to Bob's show in D.C. My special lady bought us tickets. It would be awesome to meet both of my favorite podcasters. With apologies to Marin, Chris Delia, Holmes, and Silent Bob. Cheers, Jeff Keller. So we were invited to his wedding. We missed it, obviously. Congrats, Jeff and your lady. And I guess they were at your D.C. show, Bob. Uh, it's coming up actually in a couple weeks, but um, oh well, there you go. Okay, we'll, we'll see them there. When is uh, that gig? Uh, it's towards the end of October, so actually, it's uh, it's coming up. It might have actually, uh, it might it might be this week actually when this podcast comes out. Oh, okay, right on. Well, I probably won't be there, but there were several people who listened to the show who saw many of the shows you and I did together, and even saw a little bit of Becky and Ethel in the wild. Dude, I love that. probably saw us singing songs about pants. Remember we were doing the pants on song quite often in those days. Let's do a little uh, F talk with Becky and Ethel. We haven't done it okay. in forever. Yeah, well, that was a reason for that, but sure, let's go for it. All right, here we are. Welcome, everybody, to F talk with Be- Becky and Ethel. Uh, am I Ethel or Becky? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm Becky. Becky and you're Ethel, right? Well, I think you're Becky, yeah. Hi, Ethel. How are you doing? 
Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just came back from Bible study. How'd it go? Did you talk about, what did you talk about? We talked about all sorts of nice things. You know what? I Last time I was at Bible study, you know what I was talking about? What? I was talking about that new I'm Okay, You're Okay podcast I was listening to. Oh, I just love them. I love them. I love them until they started talking about Jesus and they were just shitting on the Lord. <laughs> the little Becky, please. Language. Well, well, I I was beside myself. I was like, these young men seemed like such polite individuals, but then all of a sudden, they just started taking the Lord's name in vain and saying all sorts of irreprehensible things about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know what? That doesn't bother me so. It doesn't bother me so much. But it's just that Bob Schneider guy. He talks about doo doo a lot, and I don't really know what to make up of that. Also, he said he wished that Sean Mullins would die or well, something. All I know is he can say whatever he wants because whenever he starts talking, I get little beads of perspiration in between my breastuses. Oh my goodness! Have you had a mammogram recently? No, but I have to keep a little extra tissue in there whenever he starts. Speaking, even if he's talking about doo doo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I think we're out of time. I think we're out of time. (sighs)